How do we deal with suffering? What do we do if we find ourselves struggling every day? What do we do when life just sucks? How do we deal with these things? Suffering is such a prominent part of life. All of us suffer in different ways for different reasons. And how we navigate suffering will dictate the outcomes of our life. When I think of suffering and I think of a human that suffered incredible things for a higher purpose, the first that comes to my mind is Christ and his mission on earth, giving up his life, the suffering that he took upon his shoulders to carry that cross for humanity, to show us the way to be the model of suffering with courage and hope and optimism, looking to a brighter future, looking to a higher way of living. When I think about suffering and I see the world that we live in, it's so prominent. It's a part of human life. There's no escaping suffering. So what do we do? Today's episode is going to discuss the universal aspect of suffering and how we engage with suffering and how learning to embrace suffering can actually propel us forward in our lives. Suffering can be something to celebrate. It can be the greatest impetus for change in our life if we allow it. But it all depends upon how we interact with that suffering and the perspectives that we bring to our suffering. We're going to be looking at suffering, struggling, the fears, the challenges, and how do we shift into a more hopeful, optimistic way of living? How do we live with passion and fire and optimism despite all the challenges that we see in our world, despite all the negativity, the fear, the news, all the chaos that exists in our world? How do we challenge and face those things on with courage and hope? That's going to be the topic of today's video. So with that being said, let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Order Within, navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Suffering is the universal challenge for all of us. It is effectively the villain that we face in each of our lives. How we engage with suffering, how we look at suffering, how we treat suffering, the way we think about suffering will determine the experiences that we have in our lives. Many of us come into the world and have different upbringings, different backgrounds, different skills, different gifts, different talents. All of these things are going to be unique to each of us. But suffering is the common component to our lives that all of us must face. And how we engage and face with that suffering will dictate what we experience. But suffering is that common villain. It's the common foe that all of us must learn to interact with and engage with and conquer. It's the ultimate villain in life, and it's going to be with us throughout all of our existence. By understanding that, by knowing that the villain that all of us face, the enemy, so to speak, is suffering and the way we interact with it can help us in our life and understanding that it's inevitable. And by understanding the inevitable suffering 
that is life can en en enable us to overcome and triumph incredible things. And there are many stories in our literature and history that point to this. I love to point to stories of awakening and overcoming and triumph, everyday movies and stories that we know of, that many of us know, so that we can relate to them. Sometimes it's hard to do that with real individuals or historical individuals. I do share historical individuals on this channel and their triumphs and tragedies and struggles. But I think movies and stories give a great example because we can relate to them, we can connect to them, we can see the inner workings of those characters. And there are many stories, many of our great and favorite stories are those that begin with incredible suffering of the characters, of the main characters, their struggle, their challenges, and then ultimately their triumph, their awakening over that suffering. Some of those stories show us how these characters had a choice. They had a choice to look at that suffering as a means to cower and fall and succumb to life, succumb to that fear, succumb to that suffering, to surrender to the pain and to give up and to quit or overcome and triumph regardless of the challenges, regardless of those circumstances and to push through all that pain, that struggle, that suffering to come out the other side triumphant, heroes, stronger, empowered, and finding that incredible resilience and strength that is within all of us, that has been given to us by our creator, that we can activate and use in our life in any moment that we call it to our lives. I recorded an episode before around the love of our creator. And it, in essence, our creator does not abandon us. We turn away from our creator. So by turning into this inner world, turning into the strength, the gifts, the talents that we've been given, turning into these things, we can cultivate them in our life and use them in a way that can help us live more fulfilled and empowered lives. That is there waiting for each of us. All of us have access to these tools. It's simply opening our hearts and leveraging them in our life is the difference, but it's a choice that we have. That's why free will is a thing. It's a choice that all of us must make. But to look at common stories and examples of individuals who have overcome and triumphed. I've got a few movies that I want to share. The first one is The Lion King, the original cartoon Lion King, I should say. Not a big fan of these live action remakes. I prefer the magical components of the cartoons. I think that they're much more authentic to me. They have that beauty and, again, the magic to it that I think is a big component of these cartoons and movies of our past. But Simba in The Lion King, has a tragic, horrible story in the, the beginning of the movie. His father is killed based on a stampede that was colluded by Scar, the main character villain in the movie. He set up this stampede to happen while Simba and his father were in this valley. So he perpetuated that, and then Scar continued to lie to Simba and the pride that Simba is the one that did this, that he killed his father. So Simba goes through this tragic moment of seeing his father perish in front of him and then running away and then living in fear. He's in shame for many years. He goes on to find Timon and Pumbaa and find about Akuna Matata to living a life of no worries. And then there's the struggle initially where Nala comes to find him. She finds him accidentally and she has to shake him out of that that comfort way of living, the way of running from that struggling, running from those challenges. He's hiding 
from his path, his destiny, if you will. He's not embracing the struggles. He's running away from them. And he's unfulfilled in that life. He's very much living a life of pleasure. He has good friends, but he's also bored. There's a monotony to that way of life. And so Simba eventually goes on to overcome that great suffering, reclaim his throne as king, and rule the pride there, rule the lands with the compassionate and loving heart, which is not what Scar was doing. But there's an incredible story of triumph over suffering, that the suffering is what enabled Simba to triumph and become the king that he becomes because of the struggling, the challenge, the suffering that he experienced by losing his father and the journey that he had to go on to to become strong and powerful within himself. Another story is Rocky Balboa. Rocky's character is the essence of a nobody. His career is meddling. He's been a boxer for years. He's never really had any major fights. His trainer hammers him in the gym, says that you're not worth it. I'm giving your locker to somebody else because what are you doing? You're a bum. You've never done anything. You're never going to be anything. He's just grilled. He's basically a nobody. And he starts to buy that narrative. He's wondering, who am I? What am I doing this for? What, am I ever going to be anything? And then he gets the opportunity to fight the world champ, Creed, at this time. And it becomes Rocky's mission to take this seriously, to go the distance, to not quit, to not be defeated by the champ, but to not get knocked out, to go the full rounds, the full length of the fight. That becomes his mission. But it's inevitable the odds are stacked against him. He's a nobody in many ways in the boxing arena, fighting the world champion. Goes on to be an incredible fight. He goes the distance. He doesn't win, but ends up going the full rounds. And Creed ends up winning in a decision. But ultimately, Rocky becomes a hero because he ends up being the guy that lasted with the champ. They want another fight. The, the series continues on beyond that. But that's Rocky's moment. He overcomes that incredible suffering. The suffering of being a nobody, of not fulfilling your potential, of simply meddling in mediocrity your whole life. That is a common struggle that many of us connect with. And that's why Rocky is such a great story of triumph and overcoming. The awakening to that suffering and turning that suffering into an opportunity to become something more than what you have been. And then finally, Neo from The Matrix. Again, another story of triumph of awakening. Neo is a hacker. He's a, a well-known hacker. He's a computer guy. He's living a, a mediocre life, living in a mediocre apartment in the city. It looks like New York. And he's bored, but he's also curious. He's exploring, right? Follow the white rabbit. He ends up having these experiences where people come to his house. He ends up going with them to a party and he ends up meeting Morpheus and doing all these things, right? And then he ends up having all this stuff happen in his office. People start, the Matrix starts looking for him because he's made that connection to Morpheus. And they also realize that he has potential. But that despair, that boredom, that mediocrity, again, that's the component of suffering that exists in these stories. And then the opportunity to turn that suffering and struggle into triumph, into awakening, into overcoming these obstacles. Neo in that series goes on to defeat the Matrix and overcome all these incredible circumstances. He awakens to the fact that he is the one and has all this power within him. These are great stories that all of us can connect to because they represent the universal triumph of struggle and suffering to become greater than where we started, to become greater than what we are, to turn into something that has potential and power and purpose. All of those things 
are exemplified in these stories. But the the challenge that comes is the resistance to overcome that struggling, to fall back into our ways. And that's something that we all face too, is the villain of suffering, but then the resistance to do anything about it. Because we have a natural inclination to avoid pain, to avoid the suffering. And our society, our culture encourages us to numb ourselves, to run away from the pain, to escape the pain, to find all these different things to numb or avoid the challenges that face us, that healing often requires. And that's what suffering offers us is opportunity. But we have to be mindful of the resistance, the challenges that are all around us that are lulling us back to sleep, that are keeping us in this state of mediocrity, smallness, small-mindedness, fear. That's the, the lulling us to sleep. That's the come with me and stay. That's the Pied Piper component. That's follow me, follow me to your demise. It exists everywhere. And when you look at our modern world, and look, I, again, I watch sports I enjoy music. I'm not saying we have to go without pleasure. These things are incredible, but it's balance. And it's easy to get caught up into spending all of our time doing things that allow us to escape the world, whether it's binge watching a lot of movies or shows, playing video games, gambling, watching porn, whatever it may be. There are a lot of vices that men can struggle with in our world. And we have to be aware of those things. If we're not, we just endlessly escape and we never leave the comforts of our prison and that's the danger of it is it's very much the brave new world which is pleasure bombed that's where it's not a world of darkness and a pain of suffering it's of numbing ourselves with endless pleasure endless consumption that's the danger too so it's a two-edged component to this that we have to be mindful of it's our resistance internal to want to stay comfortable to the desire to, to be in our comforts, to have the things that we want, to stay numb, to stay in that space to where we are, and then to the desire to overcome that struggling, to represent, to see that struggling as a catapult, as a means to fly forward and to overcome what we are. So all of us start in this place of suffering, of struggling, and it's the choice that we have to make to overcome that struggling that allows us to achieve the things that we desire. All of this starts with the choice. All of us are presented with the choice, the call to action, the call to adventure. This is the beginning of all the hero's journeys. In our lives, in the movies that we watch, the stories that we read, these are the, the universal components of that. So from there, it's the call to adventure into the road of trials and tribulations. If we choose to embrace the path of suffering, what do we do now? How do we do that successfully? How do we lean into the struggles, the tribulations, the trials? How do we lean into that suffering? How do we embrace it? That's where mindset and perspective becomes so key in doing this because how we look at these things changes our entire experience of how we are going about these things and how we are interacting with suffering and struggling. And it will dictate our journey and often dictate the odds of our success or failure will be built around the perspectives that we share, the mindsets that we have. That's why the growth mindset is so key to learning how to view challenges, to see challenges as positives, to not get frustrated by things that go wrong. Now, look, we will get frustrated. 
I get frustrated a lot about many things, but it's the persistence, the ability to reset, to reflect, to stop and say, okay, I'm frustrated. I'm understanding. It's okay to be frustrated in this situation. Things aren't going as I would like them to go or things aren't happening that I want to have happen. But we re reflect, we reset and we say, you know what though? Despite that, I'm going to press forward. Challenges, mistakes, all of these things are opportunities for learning. I'm going to learn new things. I'm going to learn new skills. I'm going to see where I'm off base. I'm going to use this information to course correct and make better decisions. I'm going to make different decisions about what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a different approach to this situation that's happening in my life. So if I'm unhappy, if I'm not in a job that I like, if I want to start a business or I want to get married and have a family, what am I doing now that's blocking that? And what do I need to do differently? What do I need to start changing about my habits, my life, my actions on a day-to-day -day basis that can adjust those things? And we do this bit by bit. But this is the road of trials. This is what happens when we answer that call and we lean into it. So it starts with our mindset. That's how we embrace the challenge of this. We learn from these things. And that's how we ultimately can triumph over these things is by having the growth mindset, recognizing that these things are opportunities for learning and growth and that we can overcome no matter what is thrown at us, that we have this incredible, resilient, brilliant, creative spirit that is being called to action, called to life, that awakening is the opportunity for us to live our great adventure and live true to that great adventure and make mistakes, muck it up, go along this incredible journey that is life and learn along the way. And instead of despairing, instead of criticizing ourselves, criticizing others, we lean into that. We say, you know what? This is a part of the journey. Making mistakes is a part of growth. Being challenged is a part of life. It's how we become incredible, phenomenal human beings. We have to be challenged. We have to struggle. And through those struggles, I am forged into something greater, into something better because of those challenges and struggles. Challenge and struggle is what enables us to become incredible human beings. And so when we lean into that, it gives us the chance to be the heroes in our own lives. The thing to consider, though, and remember is we are not alone, is we have allies and mentors on this journey of heroic living, of embracing the struggle, of embracing the challenge. We lean into our allies and mentors during these darkest times. Nobody on that journey, in those movies that I mentioned, all of those movies, they all had allies. They all had friends. They all had support. Rocky had Adrian and his trainer who finally started to help him in and stick up for him. He had Adrian's brother who was there for him and helped him. Simba had Nala and Timon and Pumbaa, Rafiki, all of the individuals that helped on that journey. Neo had Morpheus and the crew there that helped with his learning and deprogramming him and pulling him out of the matrix. None of that would have been possible without his allies and mentors. And so we can think about these individuals as tangible individuals. In my life, personally, faith in our creator was the strongest thing that's helped me always having faith in our creator. So that's my first and foremost recommendation is leaning in and cultivating a personal relationship with our creator. That's the ultimate foundation to having an ally and a mentor in your life that can lead us forward, can lead you forward through the journey as you answer this call to adventure. The next piece is going to be family and friends who can rally around our vision. 
That may not be all of them. I know friends and family can be very dismissive. So if you don't have that option, that's totally okay. There are other paths we can take. But finding those friends and family that are about our vision, that rally around us, that support the vision that we have for our life and what we want to create, that is a key component there. Historical figures. I did this a lot and still do to this day on this journey is looking to history, looking to great minds of the past and learning from them, understanding their suffering, understanding their values, their perspectives. What challenges did they go through? How did they navigate and handle the things that happened in their life? Christ is my ultimate leader. He is the ultimate model for me. So knowing how he handled all that suffering, all that struggling to still look to humanity and pray to the Father and say, Father, please forgive them. Forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. As he's getting hammered to a cross, getting whipped and beaten and killed, he's still praying for the people that are perpetrating these crimes against him. That's an incredible resilience and faith and optimism to carry in your life. So he is the model from my perspective. But there are many other historical figures that I've learned from in my life that have taught me these things, that have shown me tools, that have shown me strategies that we can use, that we can leverage in our life. So we can lean into historical figures to find those allies and mentors. And finally, fictional characters. As I mentioned earlier, it is an incredible thing to learn from fictional characters and learn from those, the values, the virtues that they have, the struggles that they have, the way they navigate, being able to hear their thoughts. That's an incredible way to learn and grow in our life, if we don't feel like we have anyone around us that we can connect with, connecting with fi fictional characters that inspire us, that push us to be better versions, that we would love to emulate and model in our own life based on the way they live their life. That's another way to go about it is using these different forms and versions of allies and mentors. They don't have to be present in our life now to have that support and be with us on this journey. And it's important to note that the tests and trials that we face are the very things that give us the breakthroughs that we yearn for. And this has been true in my life. Every challenge that I've faced, every horrible thing that I've gone through has been an opportunity to catapult forward and become a more evolved, more advanced version of myself based on that suffering. Every major breakthrough has come from suffering. When I look at the depression that I experienced in my teens, 20s, and into my 30s, that was the opportunity to discover my inner child, to realize that I've neglected myself internally for years, emotionally. I've not been caring for myself. I wasn't taking loving action toward myself. So that depression led me to discover my inner child, how to care and nurture for myself, how to take the responsibility on of myself and care for who I am. And then coupling that with the faith and belief that I have in our creator to use the things that he has given me to apply those things in my life. So learning and then believing in those things, but taking that depression as a catapult into healing, into discovering my inner child was an incredible thing. The, the despair that I felt in my life without purpose, without direction, led me back to our creator, surrendering my life to him. I, I've stopped trying to figure everything out on my own. I just pray and I take action and I allow things to come into my life and I allow that guidance to navigate through the storms. It's the only way I do things now. So that despair, that emptiness, that purposelessness 
led me back to our creator. It taught me how to surrender. So I learned from those things. The addiction and dissatisfaction that I felt in my body, in my sexual relationship with my wife, all of these things, that was from my addiction to porn. I had to discover those things. I had no idea how broken my brain was from my addiction to porn. I started watching porn when I was nine years old. I had no idea how bad it was. It took me decades to uncover that and undo all that harm. Finally, my brain is operating at a healthy and functional level to where I can achieve things in ways that I never have before. I had no idea what that was doing to me. The dissatisfaction that I was experiencing in my body, the dissatisfaction that I was experiencing in my sexual relationship, I didn't have any idea about all those things until I learned about addiction and the porn usage and what it does. So all that suffering has taught me things. The same is true for you in your life. If you are to reflect on the suffering in your life, there are opportunities for growth inside of those challenges. If, if you can only find the strength and courage to look at them different. That's the way we go about doing this is we change our perspective on how we view suffering and how we learn from these things and how we lean into what life is showing us. There is wisdom in everything. The final stage of all this is transformation. When we return from the, the hill, the abyss, the mountaintop, the cave, whatever, with the elixir, it's returning with the magic. That's what suffering and struggle offers us, is it offers us the chance to transform and learn. And as we go through these trials and tribulations, we become changed. And with that change, we can carry with us through our life and we can teach and share this transformative power of the journey that we went on by leaning into suffering and we can share that with other individuals. That becomes the ultimate component of this is that we are changed. We are no longer the same person that we were when we started this journey, when we accepted our call to action and we chose to face our suffering with dignity, pride, and courage. That's the difference is we are transformed for the better. And because of that, we gain newfound confidence, strength, resilience. We learn to think for ourselves. We learn to overcome anything that we see before us. We have faith and optimism. We counter fear with compassion and love. We challenge things that are untruthful because we've gone through incredible things and we know that we can overcome challenges. So we have this incredible inner fortitude and resilience that comes from this journey. And ultimately, it points to the incredible spirit of humanity, the creative, powerful, infinite spirit that is the human spirit. We are created by and the reflection of our creator. That is embodying that incredible, powerful spirit. That's what this journey brings us. And that's what we find and we bring to our world around us, our community, our friends, everything that we take with us on that journey, we come back and we bring to others. That's the power of it. This is how we level up the entire world is we take this approach to everything that we do and we bring that transformative power to everything we touch.
When we take this approach, we multiply the work that's happened in our own life. We amplify that work. When we go out and we share what we've learned, we bring back with us and we give it to others, we are impacting the world in direct and meaningful ways. That is also where we find purpose and mission and meaning is by doing this work, by answering that call and learning from those things and then sharing what we learn on that journey. This is the ultimate way to create meaning and purpose in our life is to take this call to action, to learn from our trials and tribulations, and then bring back what we've learned in those journeys and share that with others, to teach others how to do the same thing in their own way. This is the way that we create a more meaningful and loving world is by sharing the things that we learn in this journey. So when you're thinking about your life now, when you're thinking about those struggles, I would challenge you to reframe the struggle, the suffering in your life. I'm not saying ignoring it. I'm not saying dismissing it. I'm not saying hide from it. I'm saying stare that suffering down right in the eyes and challenge it, embrace it, learn from it. What is it about those things that are sticking with you now? Because staring it down, challenging those challenges are what enables us to overcome things, to become better versions of who we are, and to find the fulfillment that so many of us seek. And this, this path, staring that thing down, is the courageous path. It's the path of the noble one. And it's the way we will change the world. So I encourage you, looking at your life now, what are you unhappy about? What are you dissatisfied with? How could you reframe that around your job, where you're living, your career, your relationships, your health? What is it? What are you struggling with? What are you suffering by? And find things to change about it. What can you do to modify? What can you do to learn? What are different actions that you could take today that can make tomorrow different? It doesn't happen overnight. Embracing the journey, embracing the mindset of a journey can allow transformation to take place over time because that's what happens. It's a transformation that takes place over time. But what skills do you need to develop? to overcome these challenges? What talents do you need to learn? What do you need to do differently today, tomorrow, the day after that to make these shifts in your life? And if you don't have those answers, pray. Pray for guidance. Ask for guidance. Ask for help. Ask for resources on the journey. How can you be an instrument of service? How can you be an instrument of compassion, of love, of impact in the world? Pray for guidance. Pray to be an impact. Pray to be useful. These things work. I promise you, it will impact your life. There is wisdom and power in the world that we do not understand, but it works and it will take place in your life if you allow it. But it all starts with opening up your heart, embracing the journey, shifting that perspective, and then allowing the wisdom and guidance of life of our creator to show you the path forward. There is an incredible being within you that's being called to live in the world, that's being called to live a courageous and noble life. It's your call to answer and the choice is yours, but you absolutely can do it if you choose. The key is to choose and that's what this is about. All of us suffer, all of us struggle. It's a foundational component of human life. The difference is how we view that suffering how we engage with that struggle, and the way we apply our free will, our choices, our perspectives 
in regards to that suffering. That's what dictates the outcomes of our life. That's what dictates whether we live a meaningful or fulfilled life or not. Whether we surrender to that struggle or we embrace that struggle, that is the choice. And that's how we determine the path of our own making and living a life that is aligned with the inner greatness that all of us carry within. So I encourage you to find hope, to find faith, to find strength, despite of all the things that the world is telling you to be afraid of, that life is ending, that the sky is falling, that all of these things are going to hell. We have a lot of challenges to face. We have a lot of things to do in our world, a lot of work to be done for sure. But there is not without hope. We are capable. We have incredible resilience. We have incredible creativity and power and force within all of us. And as we all tap into this power, these challenges that we face will become opportunities for transformation. So I encourage you to view those challenges, those struggles as opportunities for transformation in your life. So if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to hear from you. You can leave a comment below. If you got any ideas or topics that you'd like for me to cover on the show, I'd love to hear that as well. But with that being said, y'all, until next time. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.